Hey, this is Teddy, and you are listening to the Horror Squad Podcast. Welcome back to the Horror Squad podcast, episode number 235. Tonight we're doing Shark Week. We're doing Jaws 2, excuse me, and Sharks of the Corn, a uh, Tubi streaming movie. Um, and one of your co hosts, we have Todd, Joe, Stephen, boys. How are you doing? It's a good thing we found this power line an hour before the movie ended. <laughs> That's not going to come back in any way, shape, or form. Hey, you know, ready to talk about some sharks, some corn, some Kentucky. I know you were you're lived in Kentucky for a while, Todd. So mm-hmm. I I feel like you should be an expert on sharks of the corn. I am an expert. It's a uh, based on a true story, as you alluded to <laughs> earlier. Yes. And uh, it's a serious problem down in Kentucky that no one takes seriously, and we're you know, frankly, we're fed up. Good. Yep. You should be. I'm fired up about it. That's right. How's everyone's week? It's painful. It's fun enough. So I got injured um, oh, no. two, two days ago in the most old man way possible. <laughs> I fell out of bed and, oh, I, no. and tore my, um, my calf muscle. Ooh. So, it's like you were sleeping and fell or you got up and tripped? Or... So my cats wanted to eat. <laughs> cats. <laughs> and they were about to damage something very important. So trying to like turn around to tell him to stop, I uh, I guess I was too close to the edge of the bed and I fell. And my bed's pretty high and I just fell awkwardly and uh, I felt it immediately. So I am officially old now where I'm falling out of bed. So good times. Yeah. That's not good. Sorry to hear that. Well, not good. I'm watching a lot of movies so because I couldn't do anything for Sunday and stuff. So my uh, letterbox is getting a lot of action over the last few days, including quite a few shark movies and uh, my punishment, which whew, it was something. wolf. <laughs> yeah, it was something. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about it in what watch. He's a wolf. He weeds. That would have been fun if he just it was a wolf weed whacking. Oh, yeah. No, it would have been better than that, <laughs> probably. <laughs> yeah. My week was just whatever. Nothing, nothing really stands out. What about you? Yeah. I went to a Beatles cover band and they were they were actually fantastic. <laughs> so that was, you know, they're called the Fab Four. They travel around the world, so but I wasn't expecting them to be that good, but they were really good. So if you're a Beatles fan, I, I would definitely recommend checking them out if they ever come to your area. But that's Very it. Cool. No, nothing hard. Nothing really horror related. But yeah. But speaking of horror related, how about some horror news? Good. Good. All right. All righty, ladies and gentlemen, horror news. Did you like that segue? I know I did. Um, so uh, first bit of news for tonight is a little bit of update on the Train to Busan remake that is going to be coming. Of course, it is titled The Last Train to New York, originally slated for April 21st, 2023 release. Well, ladies and gentlemen, some sad news here as Warner Brothers has officially undated the movie they have removed it from the slate whether that's a good thing or a bad thing is to be seen but it seems like we are going to have to wait a little just a little bit longer 
for the Train to Busan remake, whether you want it or not. It is coming. No other news as of now, besides that Gary Doberman is going to be adapting the screenplay for this movie. But yeah, so stay tuned. We will give you more details as they emerge. Did you guys ever see part two? I, I haven't. Miss, I really it's need to check it out. It's on. It's on Shutter. So it's terrible. Yeah, I keep like looking at it, and then the runtime, and I'm like, Ugh, I don't know. Maybe not today. <laughs> and I keep pushing it off, but I have to watch it eventually, just to know. Yeah, I. You said it was bad, so that's why I just kept pushing it off. So it's basically like Fast and the Furious movie with zombies. Yeah, I mean, that's, of, that's, not, that's not terrible. <laughs> yeah, I was like, that's not the worst description ever. <laughs> yeah, but when you come from that first movie to that, it's like. Oof. I mean, I, I just sat through two hours of Weed Wolf and two hours of Sharks of the Corn. I'm sure I could sit through two hours of Peninsula. <laughs> yeah, very true. In other news, who is ready for the Sam's Lot remake this year? I we am. know we're excited me, for me, it. Me. Well, you're going to have to wait a little longer, folks, as another movie has been delayed as the Sam's Lot remake that was slated to come out September of this year is now has now been pushed to theaters. It is going to be hitting theaters on April 21st, 2023. Of course, James Wan is going to be producing this along, once again, Gary Doberman from It and Amble Comes Home Fame will also be involved with this movie. So it's a, it's a whole family affair. Uh, the cast will include, of course, Lewis Pullman, Mackenzie Lee, uh, Bill Camp, and a bunch of other names I do not know. But unfortunately, we'll be waiting a little longer for Sales Remake. Uh, Sam's Lot, but I gotta say it is encouraging because originally it was, from what I had heard, rumor-wise, is it was going to be a uh, streaming release. So I guess they are confident enough with the script uh, that we're going to be getting a theater release for that one. Or they so, want more money, which is what I think they actually do. Uh, yeah. Or that, I'm, bummed, yeah. I'm bummed about this one, just because I was supposed to go see it with you and Sam. So it was like, damn it. That's right. Yeah. Oh well. <laughs> oh well. Next time. Maybe next time. Right, well, we'll do it in April. We'll figure something out. Okay, what, what date did you say? Uh, April 21st. Man, maybe we could all see it together. It's around uh, Frightmare. Yeah, we'll probably, be right, right around Frightmare. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, depending when it's going to be. But yeah, we'll keep you guys up to date. Uh, next bit of news here. A little bit of Halloween ends updating information as uh, John Carpenter recently in uh, an interview, as well, actually, as the uh, special makeup effects guy who I listened to an interview with recently, have both said that Halloween Ends is going to be a departure from the previous two movies, with the makeup effects guy quoted as saying it is going to be weird and different. Now, what that exactly means, we shall see. But uh, what do you think? That, uh, hearing that, that it's a a departure from the last two movies does that encourage you or make you feel what does he, concerned? What does it mean? Does it be fucking aliens or something? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, part two was terrible, but at least it was really bloody. Maybe because mm -hmm. they're really leaning into the paranormal stuff because that's what they uh, alluded to at the end of yeah. the last one, whereas the last two were a little bit more grounded. I mean, at the end of the second, they got a little weird, but so maybe that's what they mean. I, I don't know. I'm curious though. Stranger Things crossover. <laughs> if that window is a portal, I swear, dude. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> yeah. We find out Michael was an alien and he just beams up in a spaceship at the end. Right. <laughs> Little Eddie and Big Eddie, or whatever their names were, come back from the dead, and the sequel's just about them. No, Big Ron. No, Big John. What were the names? Big John, Little John. Big John, there you go. 
Well, we'll find out as it will be releasing October 14th. We will be reviewing it. We're excited to cover it. So stay tuned for that. Speaking of some Stranger Things, though, some big, big news in the Stranger Things universe. Of course, Stranger Things surpassing over 1 billion hours watched on Netflix earlier this week. Them and the uh, Squid Games, the only two shows to do that on Netflix. No surprise there, I don't think. And obviously, with the success of Stranger Things, the Duffer Brothers, the Crazer Show, are launching Upside Down Pictures which will also which will include a Stranger Things spin-off television series as well as they announced a Stephen King Talisman Talisman TV series. Um, no real uh, information on what we are going to get out of this Stranger Things spin-off series, but what do you guys think? What would be the right way to go take a spin-off of Stranger Things? Do you want a specific character? Do you want a completely different cast of characters? I just want to follow Alexei for like an entire season before he passed away, where he just <laughs> learns about American things through his Russian eyes. Season three, right? Yeah. Because yeah, the cool. best part of that season was him just like discovering like cartoons and Coca-Cola and carnival games. So he just goes on an American road trip and discovers everything in an alternate universe. Um, I'm on episode eight of season four so not knowing how it ends yet i'm gonna go with the steve and dustin uh team up show where they do scooby-doo-esque adventures because i really like they're the best part of season four in my opinion and then um i like murray a lot let's do a murray x-files type kind of thing where he's just like on message boards in the 90s just talking in chat rooms and stuff that'd be fun i actually read one on reddit that i totally agree with as well it's just steve and robin with a different job every season so they have their <laughs> Scoops Ahoy one year, they have the video store the next year, and yeah. then they could do like an arcade or something the year after. And, and that's all it is. Up. It's like Clerks, but Steven and Robin with different jobs. Yeah, all stuff that's no longer around anymore, like video stores. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all like the 80s nostalgic stuff. Maybe do it. Love it. Uh, all right. Next bit of news is Terrifier 2, ladies and gentlemen. Four years in the making, we finally have some information on the sequel it is coming ladies and gentlemen this fall finally and the way to watch it you don't have to get to go to theaters all you gotta do is subscribe to Screambox, which is bloody disgusting's new streaming platform um we recently announced that they also are getting the it documentary that um is coming out very soon if it hasn't already i know it was coming out very soon that's gonna be on there but this is definitely their biggest release. Uh, Terrifier 2, of course, the hotly anticipated uh, movie, I think, on the streets right now. The just love of Art the Clown has just blown up, and it has not faded in the four years since that original has come out. And we are going to be seeing this. Uh, we reported, obviously, earlier this new Art the Clown movie is going to be a robust two-plus hours long. Uh, <laughs> you know, and we will see how that goes. But you will be able to check it out right from the comfort of your own home. It also says it's coming to theaters. I'm assuming it's going to be a very limited theatrical release, though. Um, I can't imagine this getting a wide release. But if you would like to see Art the Clown, you know, I would check your local listings for this fall, and uh, you might be able to catch it on the big screen. I mean, would you guys want to see it on the big screen? Terrifier 2? I mean, I, I would if it was a wide release. You know, I wouldn't go out of my way mm -hmm. to do it. But I, I just question the moves here. Like, good for was Screenbox. Uh, to yes. get this but or the producers like okay people have been waiting four years for this sequel everyone's excited about it what is the 
best way we can get the least amount of people to watch this uh, upon its release because there's i don't know a single person with a screen box and i'm in the, a lot of horror communities now i'm gonna get the free trial and see what it's like at that time but i don't know this seems like to be a really niche and small streaming service that maybe in a few years might be bigger but right now it seems like an odd move to put it on stream screen box over like shutter or amazon or whatever it must have given the most money right that's got to be it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. But yeah, wholeheartedly agree. That's a uh, trial. Watch the movie and the trial, especially two and a half hours or whatever it's going to be. That's ridiculous. Ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, I'll talk about robust uh, length. It's no sharks of the corn, later, okay? But yeah, I was going to say too. I mean, even Joss too, man, clocking oh, in almost God. two hours. And I'm like, Jesus, what For is sure. with these people? Yeah. I don't think any movie should be over 90 minutes, really. Like, I'm just, like, over, like, two-plus-hour movies. I just can't – especially with horror movies. Like, I'm okay maybe with certain movies, but horror movies, man, 90 minutes. Keep it keep it to that. And if it's a little under, I appreciate you even more. <laughs> We're gonna, I think it's just – that could just be an old uh, older age thing, but I don't know. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, next bit of news here is production has wrapped on Paramount Pictures – psychological thriller apartment 7a why is this a big deal you're saying you probably never heard of apartment 7 why is it a big I deal joe thank you thank you todd <laughs> <laughs> well it is a big deal because bloody disgusting recently credit to them broke the news citing a secret source but a very good source because i wouldn't think they would break this without having uh, some sort of confidence is that this apartment 7a is actually a top secret Rosemary's Baby prequel, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. So for you Rosemary's Babies fans, this is very big and exciting news. Not much, obviously, as this is a top secret project, has been uh, revealed. However, the little bit that has been revealed is that it is supposed to be about the woman who died outside the apartment when Rosemary uh, first moves in to the apartment. So that is really all the information we have for now. But what do you guys think? Are you guys excited for a Rosemary's Baby prequel? Do you think it's needed 50, 60 plus years later? Uh, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> you guys need to check out the sequel, What Happened to Rosemary's Baby. Yeah, I still haven't seen that one. Yeah, it's uh, interesting. <laughs> Who stars in this? Is it Mia Goth or something like that? I don't know. They said it's, it's top secret, so I'm not seeing any names attached to it uh, as of right now. But you know, obviously, as more information becomes available, we'll definitely keep you guys up to date. So keep listening to the podcast, or you're not, you're not going to know anything about this movie, basically. So thank you. <laughs> uh, all right, next bit of news, ladies and gentlemen, is Chucky, the television series. We are getting a season two. And we are also going to be seeing the return, ladies and gentlemen, of Glenn slash Glenda. That is right, as they have officially casted a young actor by the name of Lachlan Watson that will be playing the dual role of Glenn and Glenda for Chucky Season 2, bringing in another character, of course, from the beloved series. What do you think? Are you happy about this? You it's, don't it's care? It's a live action actor or is it a voice? Li- li- yeah, live action. Oh, yeah. I was, okay, I was thinking why they didn't bring back Billy Boyd. Yeah, got it. he in- in- inherits the body, apparently. I-, I can't remember how Seed of Chucky ended, honestly, so I don't remember what happens to Glenn Glenn at the end there. But <laughs> you should cover it. I don't think I've ever sat through the whole mm-hmm. thing at once. We could. That'd be an issue. It's been a while. <laughs> 
All right, moving on. Next bit of news here. Just a couple more things. Oh, I wanted to mention this one because, of course, we have the book club that has kind of been laying dormant for a little while. Don't know if anything's going on. Have you any any uh, updates Todd, with the book club? No, that's on me, too. That's on me. I haven't been able to hit my rhythm here in uh, Texas since moving. Um, so my book reading has like gone from like three months to like one every one and a half months. So uh, once I get that rhythm up and running, I know we have some new members talking about stuff in there, though. So we'll get that in and we'll mm -hmm. figure something out. All right. Very good. Well, while you are waiting for the book, cl uh, the book club on our Discord, of course, if you're not aren't a member of our Discord, make sure to join the Horror Squad podcast Discord. But while you're waiting for the book club to start back up, I have found a list of eight horror books to read this summer. So I'll give you guys the titles and the author, and you can check them out if you're interested. Paper Girls, written by Brian Kavanaugh. What Moves the Dead by T. T. Kingfisher, The Daughter of Dr. Moreau, I'm assuming that's a sequel to The Island, by Sylvia Moreno-Garcia, The Ghost That, Age that Ate Us, the tragic, the tragic True Story of the Burger City Poltergeist, now that sounds like a good one right there, uh, by Daniel Cross, The Devil Takes You Home by Gabino Iglesias, and of course... Clown in a Cornfield 2. Ooh, I read the first Friendo, one. <laughs> Friendo Lives by Adam Cesar. Uh, and yeah, and then lastly, Salem's Lot for those who are getting ready for the movie, upcoming movie. So there you go. Eight summer horror titles to check out. Red Salem's Lot. It's pretty cool. And uh, <laughs> Clown in a Cornfield Part 1 is a young adult horror, uh, horror book, but it uh, doesn't read like one. So if you're Ooh. into like a popcorn kind of slasher thing, you definitely pick it up. Very cool. And before uh, you continue, Joe, okay. uh, sure. speaking of clubs on Discord, I just want to announce the movie club pick for uh, July. Uh, it was actually picked by uh, one of our favorite listeners, Teddy, who you've probably heard his voice Teddy. On, on the podcast before. Uh, it's his birthday this month. And I think actually his birthday falls within this week. So Teddy. Happy birthday. Happy um, birthday. You get to flick your dad in the back of the ear. Just yeah. don't do it when he's driving. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, yeah. So, his pick was Vampires versus the Bronx, which you can find over on Netflix. We're going to review it on the last Friday of the month, which I believe falls like the 29th of uh, July. Uh, I reviewed it last year, and it's one of the movies I recommended, especially to Sam. Uh, I thought it was a really cool story and a really good film. So, I'm really excited that other people are going to check it out. And uh, if you want to join us in that discussion, just join our Discord, ask any of us or the page for a link, and we will send to you. It's absolutely free. Mm. Very nice. And happy birthday, Teddy. All right, just a couple more things here. Hocus Pocus 2 finally released their trailer. Stephen Todd, I don't know if you guys watched it yet, but very exciting, of course, as we just announced, of course. May not be in Hocus Pocus 2, but some, uh, one of our favorite original Hocus Pocus actors, Omri Katz, is going to be hanging out with the squad in Salem, Massachusetts, October 22nd. The whole squad will be there. Come to the event. We'll love you. We want to see you. We'll have merch. We'll have stickers, we'll free hugs. stickers. We'll have we'll hugs, free magnets, free hugs, free Bro handshakes. Shakes. Girl shakes. Yes. <laughs> and also an exclusive poster we're going to be selling at the event that's going to be really cool. That will be revealed in time. We're working with an artist on that. I'm really excited to see how it turns out. 
but yeah. And we're going to get, and if you can't make it to the event, I think um, I'm going to see if we can get Omri to sign some of those posters and maybe we can do a giveaway and sell the rest or something uh, on our, on a website or something like that. So up to date, keep, we'll keep you up to date on that. But I want to know what you guys thought of the Hocus Pocus 2 trailer. If you watched it yet. I didn't watch it, but what did you think? I personally thought it looked, you know, fun. Like it looked pretty fun. Like it, it, it didn't give away a lot, you know, but I thought the sisters looked great. Like they didn't look like they've really aged much at all. Like in, in, in the 20 years the movie came out, you know? I, yeah. I mean, other than that, it really was very quick. It was like about a minute teaser trailer. They show how the sisters are get conjured apparently in this one, which looked pretty cool. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited for it. I thought it was a fun little trailer. I'm glad it didn't give away too much, which by the way, I, well, I'll let Steve talk. And then I, I do have a problem with another trailer I watched recently that I gave seemed to give a lot away. Yeah. Uh, it's like you said, it's very brief. Uh, there's not much to it. It does give me like the craft vibes uh, with the group yeah. that conjures up the, uh, the Sanderson sisters. And I guess we'll see. Uh, one thing that I did like, this is not the, from the trailer, but from the poster. I don't know if you guys noticed this or saw any mention of this, but it seems that uh, the sister that uh, wrote a vacuum in... Sarah, uh, uh, yes. No, Kathy Najimy. Kathy Najimy's uh, one. Mary. That's right. Mary yeah. is seems to be flying with a Roomba. So updating yeah. her... Uh, <laughs> that's, that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Dual technology. Roombas. Yeah, Dude, exactly. my, my fucking vacuum woke me up at like midnight because I fucked up the programming because I had the timer wrong, so I thought it was like 8 Whatever time it, whatever it came into my fucking room, loud as fuck, bumping into the walls last night. So yeah, that's not fun. Nice. And also in that poster, Steve, uh, what's uh, Sarah Jessica Parker's character is riding a Swiffer wet jet right. as yeah. well. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so they're updated, definitely updating the times with uh, that stuff. So yeah, and, yeah, I think it'll be, I think it'll be fun. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and Steve and I are going to see the Sanderson sisters in person in disney in uh, september so we'll, we'll give you guys an update on that when we see they're doing like a live stage show so i'm really excited for that cool. i'm not gonna lie yeah and uh lastly tonight to leave on a a bit of a somber note but a, a more of a celebration of life a rest a big rest in peace to the late great james khan who we lost uh at age 82 of course you know, horror-wise, most famously known for the amazing misery, of course, with Kathy Kathy Bates. But I mean, just in a lot of amazing movies, The Godfather, and and many, many uh, Elf. I know a lot of people big big fans of Elf. So among many others, just a, a fantastic actor. And uh, yeah, big rest in peace to him. He will be super, missed. super babies or genius babies. <laughs> I forget what it's called. Now rest in peace. I mean, dang man, Leota, Khan. Sure it's starting man like we are yeah. so you look you look up your favorite actors and they're all like above 80 he's like Ugh. yeah uh, fucking stallone and schwarzenegger are all the pushing eight, Will, pushing willis eight, is retiring because of health and yeah, yeah. Nick, Nick, jack nicholson's like 90 almost you know oh like gosh, yeah 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 mm-hmm. yeah, so the it is. Mm-hmm. yeah christopher lloyd he's been old for ever, but... <laughs> well yeah because he they, they, they made him look older and <laughs> uh back to the future yeah. so he looks like yeah that sucks, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good James Con, great career, great mm-hmm. actor. Um, and apparently a really cool guy from all accounts of people who met him and stuff. So rest in peace for nice. sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of older actors, that just made me remember yeah, this weekend actually Robert England donned the Freddy makeup again for a Comic Con. And it was like a super last minute thing. And he looked great. Like it, and everyone's like, it's Can really he good. do it? 
he looked really good. Yeah. I mean, the dude's 75 and he was in the makeup and he looked still like he could do it again. And now obviously the, with everyone seeing that again, they're like, can he do one more? Like, is this a precursor? You know, especially with, of course, uh, Jason Blum recently saying he thinks he could get England to do it one more time. Was this a thing? Was this a precursor? Maybe England was like, well, let me see if I can sit in the makeup chair for the day. And, uh, you know, or was this just a ton of money was thrown at him from London Comic Con, which is probably more of the reason why. But I mean, I hope we see it one more time. If it's going to happen, it's going to have to happen within the next year or two, obviously. I think he could do it. Like, I really do. I think they could, you know, kind of restrain, you know, keep it less physical maybe and have a good stunt double for him and just get the close up shots of his face for, you know, with England. And I hope we see it. I really do. If Harrison Ford could do fucking Indiana Jones 4 in his 80s yeah. an action film, uh, mm-hmm. I'm sure England could do Freddy Krueger at 75, you know? Um, yeah. I, I think it's definitely possible, especially it's not that physical overall, like you said. I mean, they can rely on stunt mm-hmm. doubles and other, you know, yeah. effects and stuff like that. So I hope we get it. Yeah, same. I think this is the time because with Halloween ending, you know, they don't have another franchise fall back on and you know they'll have some time so maybe they can i don't know though because i don't i still haven't heard who has the rights like i know last i heard it was west craven's family like had the rights so and blumhouse has the money to throw the to throw at them so let's make it happen folks it's not new line anymore that has threats they no i from what i heard it reverted back to his family they i new line probably has some rights like i know so people were really upset because at the con this weekend because it was advertised as england being in full costume and it was just the makeup and apparently new line would not allow him to wear the sweater for the photo that was the rumor for the Uh, photo op according to google it's the west craven estate right that that makes sense yeah why then why would new line own the sweater maybe they it's it's right it's like yeah yeah yeah, maybe. Yeah. Well, one thing is for sure: if he does come back, he'll be deadly. And you know what else is deadly? Sharks. Sharks are deadly, and also spiders. Spiders are deadly. And coffee. Everyone thinks because you're a zombie, you don't know good coffee. Well, they're wrong. There's only one brew that gets my seal of approval. Deadly Grounds coffee is my guilty pleasure. The aroma is so intoxicating; it brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork. Deadly Grounds coffee. Coffee to die for and zombie approved. It's good to get a little deadly. Use the front door! Oh, they're so disgusting. What are we doing? What watched? Yes. All right, I have one for the day, and it's The Stepfather Part 2, since we covered Part 1 a couple weeks ago. You did it last week. Never mind. I have zero for the day. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Hey, I have zero for the day. Because you're, <laughs> you're, you <laughs> you're doing Stranger Things for uh, Oh my God, those episodes weeks. are so fucking long. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, we, we were uh, trying to binge it. I'm like, I will binge it. And we have three episodes left. And then uh, episode, the last one's two hours and 30 minutes long. What the hell? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, we're not watching this today. But yeah. I really uh, don't know why they do that. Like, just put it in two episodes. Just like, you know, like... Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Maybe it's pacing, but that doesn't really matter, right? People usually binge them anyway. No. Finished season three of Stranger Things. I don't know if I talked about that last time. It's a great season. Way better than part two. Part uh, part four, I'll say mostly for the pod, but I'm not liking the beginning of it, but it's definitely turned a corner for me in this like since uh, episode seven. So hopefully it goes up from there. All right. So I'll, I'll start since uh, I'm talking about my punishment first. 
So uh, because I lost quarter two of trivia, uh, he gave um, Joe and I a punishment. Joe reviewed Tickles the Clown last week. And just for the record, I got to put this out here, okay? So for this week's episode, we did a vote for the Bad Shark movie. So we each picked a movie like we do every year and people voted for it. Well, Joe uh, slid into my DMs asking for like, he's like kind of putting like different options out there to see what he should pick for his pick. Do you know that he actually suggested one of the films in the fucking Tickles the Clown series? It was like Sharktopus against, I don't know. It was like, I forget what the title, Bigfoot versus Sharktopus or... Yeah, so, and I was like, "Oh my God, Joe! Seriously, you just reviewed Dark Tickles the Clown." <laughs> I didn't know it was the same director when I picked it. <laughs> yeah, so we we avoided that one. We we're like a hell no on that. Yeah, one. big time. Um, but for my punishment, uh, Joe slash Todd picked Weed Wolf from 2011, which I watched over on Tubi. Uh, this film, oh my God, the residents of a small town in Texas find out that there are some murders going on so they start to investigate and you have this really kind of doofy type of uh i don't know what he is he's like a scout because he wasn't like intelligent enough to be a sheriff or something like that or a deputy or whatever so he's on the case and he's a big weed smoker and it's just basically an adventure of him trying to find this infamous weed wolf which not only kills people but fights people in uh lightsaber battles has rap uh, rap contest with other people, and this movie is so fucking random. I I, I couldn't I I didn't even know what to fucking think with this one. It's super juvenile. The jokes are really 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 bad. A lot of racist shit, which is so huge trigger warning. It's a lot of race. It's just like a really southern film. Uh, they talk about a lot of southern politics in it as well. In scenes that make no fucking sense, like suddenly one of the uh, sheriffs is on a TV show and he just rambles on about politics for like 10 minutes for absolutely no reason. It has nothing to do with the story. It has nothing to do with the plot. It's just in there for shits and giggles. It's really absurd. Like I said, a lightsaber battle, a really terrible lightsaber battle at once. Like they got their fucking toys from Toys R Us and just, you know, started fighting with it. Super weird. Then a rap battle for a long time. But when the werewolf starts rapping, he just like speaks wolf. He doesn't actually say English. So you sit there as he just like basically howls at the mic. And this motherfucking thing is like two hours long. It just felt like 20 hours. It was awful. Definitely a pick that uh, was a punishment. I didn't really enjoy it all that much. I did give it a little bit more than a half star on Letterboxd because I got a laugh at how random it got sometimes. But God, if you're making a film like this, A, Try to stay away from that racist political shit. Just try to have fun with it. B, try to keep it closer to an hour instead of two. Uh, there's no reason for this to be this long. And C, goddamn, like, <laughs> make something better than this. It, 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 was, it was bad. So that's Weed Wolf 2011 over on Tubi. Could you pair it with Wolf Cop? No. Wolf Cop <laughs> uh, fucking destroys this one. All right. My first one tonight is a uh, true crime documentary that just released on Netflix called Girl in the Picture. Uh, I watched it yesterday, actually. And this one is a quite an interesting story. I won't go too deep into it because probably like the less you know, the better because it kind of unravels as it goes. But basically, um, it is about a uh, woman who is found on the side of the road dead. And uh, 
they try to piece together like who this woman is, where she came from. And the deeper you get into the story, crazier it gets. Um, you know, you have everything really in this story from, you know, kidnappings to sex trafficking to incest to pedophilia. I mean, it gets wild. It gets crazy. Definitely trigger warnings. Like definitely there's uh, some stuff dealing with children that is not pretty, but it is a really interesting story. And I was captivated the whole time. It's an hour and 45 minutes. So it's not like super long. Yeah. I know a lot of these Netflix series are like seven or eight episodes long. This one's just one straight movie. Um, but it's a, it was, it was a good, it was a good, in- interesting story, sad at times, but if you're into, you know, true crime stuff, I, I would definitely recommend uh, checking this one out. And my last one this week is a movie from 1987, which I watched on Blu-ray. I'm not sure if it's streaming anywhere, probably is. And that's Jaws, the Revenge or Jaws part four, just because it was shark week, I decided to watch, you know, a bunch of shark stuff and this one. But I, it's the one I didn't check out last year when I did my Jaws run. I stopped at three when we did uh, 3D. So I just wanted to complete it, especially on Letterboxd, because uh, it's, you know, I'm a completionist that way. And I have seen it before, but it's been a while. So in this one, Ellen Brody, which is actually uh, still played by Lorraine Gary, which is awesome. Um, her, She's living with her sons. Uh, one of her sons is now uh, the sheriff of uh, Amityville. And, you know, I'm sorry, Amity. And they're just kind of, you know, doing their thing. And all of a sudden, her son gets killed in by a shark. And she says, you know what? I've had enough of living here and dealing with the sharks. And I'm going to move to the Caribbean and get away from all this with her other son. Well, ladies uh, and gentlemen, uh, uh. <laughs> the shark gets wise to it and follows her all the way to the Caribbean. At GPS. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to exact revenge on the Brody family and uh, that's where the story picks off as the shark tries to kill the rest of the Brody legacy but they're helped by of all people Michael Caine who actually agreed to star in this piece of shit not only did he star in this but uh, apparently he missed his Oscar acceptance because he was busy filming this movie so I'm sure he just loved that uh, yeah this so the movie I mean it's okay you know it's not like the worst shark movie I've seen by far. Uh, I love that it's at least the same actress that's playing her. Uh, you do get, you know, uh, updates on the rest of the family. Like you found out that uh, Brody passed away at some point in the past. They actually tried to get uh, Roy Schneider to come back for this. And he said, I'd rather like have dinner with Satan or something. Like basically he'd rather go to hell than star in Jaws 4. So, and I think that's because he hated Jaws 2, if I remember correctly but uh yeah this movie is it's not good but it's better than a lot of shark movies it's not something i think i'll revisit anytime soon but i'm, I'm glad i got to finish the series honestly uh, like 3d like two like four i think cruel jaws is the second best jaws film even though it's an unofficial sequel so check that one out instead that's uh jaws of revenge i agree with you on that and uh i learned that uh, sharks roar didn't know that that's right <laughs> They don't like flashes. He he picked it up on the way from. Uh, <laughs> I like how they show the little stupid line of travel on the map. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Indiana like Jones. Indiana Jones. <laughs> <laughs> like the sharks fucking watching them. Fuck, I gotta <laughs> just follow the plane or something. It's so bad. That's a really cool opening scene, though. It is. Yeah, the kill yeah. is really really cool. But outside yeah. of that, oof, it's, it's it's a long it's a long one. But the yeah. premise made me laugh so much that it's like almost worth it. 
Yeah, and there's always that one scene that I think I originally took a notice to because Angry Video Game Nerd said it. But when she goes to open the fridge and they speed, she did it too slow, so they speed up the frames. And it's like, what? Just retake the shot. Right. We gotta mess with editing. Yeah. (laughs) So weird. You know, this movie really needs Hulk Hogan impersonator. That's what this movie needed to be gold. And they didn't pull it off. So thankfully they did for Jaws 5. Agreed. Agreed. Was Curl Jaws last year? Is that what we reviewed last year? Yeah, we did. Is that the last year? It's still one of my favorite reviews we've ever done because it was so ridiculous, but in a good way. What else did we do? Curl Jaws and Jaws 3. 3? Yeah. And the the year before we did, uh, what, what did we do as the serious one? We did Shark Knife 3D? Is that what the one Shark, we did? Yeah, oh, yeah. And then we did yeah. um, Shark Exorcist. Oh my God, that was yes. that led to no, us being no. executive producers. That's right, too. exactly. Yeah, we can't we can't say anything <laughs> bad about it. No. Next year we'll have to do Ouija Shark too. It's coming out soon. Oh my God, yeah, no. <laughs> I want I want to uh, see House Shark. Steve's apparently it's, yeah. apparently it's actually decent. Uh, People the, said it was the best. Yeah, yeah. The shark comes out of the toilet and everything. It's the- <laughs> Yeah, that's why I put it. It wasn't because it was bad. It was because I heard it was a good bad. Yeah. So next year. I still want to see. I want to watch Noah's Shark too. That one yeah. sounds, and and sounds cool. Joe, our listeners are very disappointed. I got a lot I of know. complaints about it that you didn't pick uh, Jersey Shore Shark Attack. So a lot yeah. of disappointed listeners on that one. I, I got yeah, I got DM about it. <laughs> so. Wow. Well, I apologize. Uh, maybe maybe next year. I just you know. I, mean, I, I want to let the joke keep running, I guess. The running joke of the podcast. Have, have you seen it, Joe? Uh, yeah. I, oh, you have? I saw it when it first, yeah, when it first came out. Like, yeah, yeah. Long, Immediately, long of course. Come on, yeah. <laughs> of course. I, was a big Jersey, I was a big Jersey Shore fan, of course. Uh, okay. It's actually, like, not, I mean, God, compared to, like, Sharks of the Corn, it's, like, pretty good. <laughs> All right. Uh, so my last one tonight uh, is a 2022 release. It is a finish horror movie by the name of Hatching. Uh, this one is about a, a little girl who's dealing with a mother. Uh, what are those mom like, like dance moms and so, you know, the moms oh, that like, yeah. they want their children to be stage like, perfect, moms. Essentially. yeah, stage yeah. moms. Exactly. Thank you. Uh, yeah. So this girl, like she, her mom is trying to make her become like the perfect gym gymnast. So this girl's like dealing with like all this pressure at home and stuff like that. And one day she finds a, an egg out in the woods and she brings it home and starts taking care of it and the egg starts to grow and it grows to immense size quite massive and the egg hatches and what hatches is something i will not reveal to you because the less you know going in to this movie definitely the better but basically the rest of the movie is the consequences of what hatches out of this egg i gotta say this movie was bizarre. It was super odd, but man, it was captivating. Like I could not take my eyes away and I had no idea where the movie was going to go. I had no idea. It was like complete, super original and the puppetry work for the original creature design is a, was amazing and it looked fucking awesome. So like huge ups to that. Yeah, I, I would like to keep this as cryptic as possible because I highly recommend this one. It is definitely going to make my top 10 of the year. It's interesting. Like, I, I think it would be a great one to discuss, too, because there's a lot of metaphors in here and stuff like that. But yeah, I, I definitely recommend this one. Yeah, check it out if you can. 
if you can find it. What was it called again? Hatching. I just put it on my to watch list. That's what I'm doing too. That's a great feature on Letterbox. Oh my God, it's a lifesaver. And it tells you when it's available, which is yeah. cool. Yeah, absolutely. It's currently not streaming anyway, by the way, but it's a $6.99 rental on Prime or YouTube or basically. I'm sure, Shutter will pick it up. Yeah, maybe quite possibly. I wouldn't. I wouldn't doubt it. But I, it, it's worth definitely a rental. I think so. Is that it? That's it. What? What? Or no? Trivia. Trivia. What I watched. All right. So <laughs> quarter three, we are currently at Joe leading the pack with three. Steve and I each tied at two. Overall score: Mean Lee with thirty-eight, Joe thirty-seven, Steve twenty-nine. Who would like to begin? I'll, I'll start us off. All right. All right. Fine. All right. So in honor, <laughs> in honor of Shark Week, I'm doing all shark themed <clears throat> trivia this week. So let's start us off. Number one. In Jaws, Quint's first name is never mentioned in the book. But what are Hooper and Brody's first names? Man, I should know these. It sucks. I just watched fucking Jaws 4, which showed they Brody's. They definitely say Brody's in part two as well, which we're reviewing. Yeah. Uh, Martin Brody. Martin Brody. Correct. Um, those Hoopers. Hoopers. She fucking yeah. had sex with him in the first book. It's weird. <laughs> Brody's wife. They have an affair. I do? Uh, hmm. Yeah, it's, that book's terrible. I, I don't um, Come on, Martin. And then... Dang it. I'm going to kick myself for this one. I don't know. Matt. Matt Hooper. Matt Hooper. Fucking Hooper. Matt Hooper and Martin Brody. And Quince, yeah, interesting enough, in the book and the movie, never not mentioned once. He just needs one name. Yeah. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. All right. I'll go go next. Okay. Uh, No regular questions this week because I I couldn't think of one. So we're going to go for three other categories. First one is the four clues. Here we go. Ferris wheel. Okay. School bus. Hurricane. Oh. And sharks. Sharknado. Yes. Because okay. <laughs> fun fact, there it's more hurricane than it is tornado in that movie. So. Never seen yeah. any of them, and I'm planning to keep it that way. <laughs> yeah, <they're, laughs> that's what you have to they're, watch. They're bad. They are bad. Yeah, I saw the first one. I. So I, I um so I, I had a day this week, it was Saturday, where phone, internet, cable were down across Canada. That's a fucking apocalypse. Dude. So there was nothing to do. And uh like if you plan for it, yeah, sure, you could go outside, do shit and stuff like that. I mean, I went swimming for a while, but at home there was like nothing to do. So I actually pulled out my old trusty Blu-rays and I asked my wife, what do you want to watch? She's like, Okay, pick something that's still in the wrapper. Okay, so I picked a few, and she picked Sharknado to watch. So we watched uh, the first Sharknado. She fell asleep in like twenty minutes, and uh, I had to watch the rest of it. So, yeah, I don't know if I want to watch the other five. But we'll see. That's one point for physical media. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, save yeah. my life. <laughs> okay, in the movie Deep Blue Sea, hmm. LL Cool J's character has what type of job on the research station? Oh, oh. Uh, is he a chef? Correct. Yeah. I was trying to pick a picture his uh, attire. I know it was white. I didn't remember if it was yeah. entertainer he, or chef. He gives the perfect omelet recipe. Not three yeah. eggs. <laughs> nice. Uh, that's it. I got to rewatch that one. It's been a while. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe next year. 
That'd be a, yeah, that'd be a good, good series. That, 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 that could be our good, uh, yeah. our good pick next year. <laughs> mm-hmm. Surprisingly, one of the sequels I watched recently wasn't the worst. I think it might have been three or four. I can't remember. Not not three. I think three is maybe one of, the, one of them's really bad. I don't remember which one. <laughs> I think that's one, three. The, I think we all talked whatever, about it. What, whatever the last one that came out, I can't remember. I don't even know how many stars now. No. One of those like. All right. Uh, next question. Another Jaws related question. What is Quint's drink of choice? Oh boy, um, Scotch on the rocks. Just total guess. Whiskey sour. Beer. <laughs> it is a beer, but I want the brand of beer. Oh my god! That he, that he crushes. Uh, it's probably book. some fucking like Samuel Adams. I don't know. Is it a well known? I know beer? a lot. It, very well known band. Very well known beer. It's. I think uh, a lot of a lot of the Jaws fans right now, I'm sure, are screaming it. Pabst Blue Ribbon. Miller Miller. No. I don't know. American this buds for you, but it the correct answer Narragansetts. Narragansetts never even heard it. Me, me neither. Yes. <laughs> Maybe it's only a New England thing. It must but, be because uh, <laughs> it's pretty sad. That's he, Jaws is my top ten all time. Yeah. I don't know that. He yeah, crushes well, the Narragansetts. Doesn't mean it's your favorite that you don't know fucking the label <laughs> on the food in the background. Don't try to make me feel better, Steve. <laughs> no, he he no, there the Narragansetts are very prominent in 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 the movie. Uh, have you had one? In- I have, yeah, of course. They actually yeah. every year, every year they uh they're not great. Uh they're like a very cheap beer. <laughs> like a but, uh, every kind of beer. Yeah. Every year in the summer though, they always release a special Jaws um related uh can. That's cool. Cool. That'd be good yeah. We're going to grab a six pack and drink it in the hotel room. We go to <laughs> yes, go to sure. definitely. I will. I'll bring. I'll bring it right to you guys. All right, yeah. cool. We can all we can all crack an Narragansett together. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, all right. So my second category this week is uh, guests based on the letterbox reviews. Okay. What I expected was a cool creature flick. What I got is wizards locked in Mortal Kombat firing eye lasers at each other. Wizards, you said? Yeah. Hmm. That's in the first one. Second one. Obviously, I'm a huge fan of shitty little guys, but these ones didn't do anything. I feel betrayed by the lack of toilet. And the last one, fuck Charles Band. Ghoulies. Correct. Which I just watched, and yeah, it's it's not good. Uh, the second one is good. The first one, it's mostly like these weird wizards like doing bad CGI at each other, which is so weird. Ghoulies 2 is the one in the theme park, right? I, no. I think so. I'm about to watch it. That's my next movie on my... Three like, is Ghoulies Go to College, I believe. Yeah, so. it is. That's right. So 2 is the one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. See if you can catch my theme. In Halloween H2O, LL Cool J has what job at the school? Uh, security guard. Correct. Yeah. That's right. Mm-hmm. And just a warning, I couldn't find any other horror movies LL Cool We're J. So <laughs> okay. Uh, my last one tonight. Three obscure movie uh, reviews for the one movie. Keep in mind, this is, of course, shark-related movies. So there's your hand right there. Okay. okay. Number one. I have literally been waterboarded before, and that was far more pleasant experience than watching this movie. That describes a lot of shark movies. <laughs> <laughs> has, uh, number two. Has a big giant shark that eats someone at least every 15 minutes. Self-aware and gleefully stupid without a bunch of winking. Pretty much does exactly what it's supposed to. 
And number three, the fast and furiousification of shark movies. Oh. Is it... No. Is it Shark Night? Uh, Sharknado? <laughs> it's not either one of those. I'll give you one more hint. This movie came out rec- uh, in 2018, and we did review it for the pod. Oh, we did? <laughs> As a feature? As a feature. Wow. Wow. We went. Know. We all went to the theater. We all went to the theater. Forty-seven meters oh, below. It's no. It's um. Oh fuck, the Meg. Oh yeah, yeah. The Meg. It is. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's correct. That movie is. Oof. <laughs> yeah. I don't I remember like that. That many people died in it though. But, uh. Yeah. Um. All right. My last category this week is guess the actor by his accomplishments. Born May sixteenth, nineteen forty-four, in Echo Park, Los Angeles, California. Spent the majority of the 1960s in prison. <laughs> Made at least four films every year since 1990. Including, Trejo. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yep. Including nine in 2002 alone. <laughs> uh, my other two I had is, is Robert Rodriguez's second cousin. Mm. And is five foot five. Yeah, he's a, a voice in um anime show my kids watch. It's really good. It's called uh, Big City Greens. Mm. And he plays like a... Um, bodyguard he's pretty yeah. funny like he is in everything he, yeah <laughs> yeah like if, if, there, if there is if there's a mexican in a movie there's like a 50 percent chance he'll be one of them hammer hammer that right. one other guy that always plays a gangster always i forget who he is but you'll know him when you when i said <laughs> all right my last one here i got four little tidbits here okay first clue is world traveling based on a book United Nations. World War Z? Exactly. Yeah. Nice. Last one would have been Fast Zombies, which I've been meaning to rewatch that movie for a while now. Yeah, I'd review that. It's, uh, I, 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 saw, I saw it in theater. Yeah. 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 That's a feature. I remember kind of liking it. I, I do too. Me too. I mean, yeah. it, like, I like the book better and it has really little to do with the book. Oh, but, the book's great. Uh, it still was a decent movie if you look at it as its own entity. Was yeah. there a director's cut released of that one? I want to say there. Not to my knowledge. I know there was a lot of issues in the filming of it. Yeah. But... All the guns got confiscated at one point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, cool. I know what um, you did, I, I you did last summer is getting a like 4K release, and there's supposed to be like a bunch of deleted like scenes that have never been released before coming. And it almost predicted the future with one of the actors, I forget his name, played Who Doctor. Uh, that's what he's credited as in World War Z, and the oh. next year he became Doctor Who. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Fun fact. All right, so kind the quarter. Like Harry... <laughs> I was like, kind of like Harry Potter with troll. Like, right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the quarter's heating up. We are tied with uh, first place, five apiece, Joe and Steve, with myself at four. It's any man's game at this point. What are you drinking? What do you got in there? Lemons? Sorry, just iced coffee. <laughs> oh, okay. Iced coffee's good. That's yummy. We want to cover first. We want to talk about uh, well, probably have less to say about sharks in the cornfield, right? Probably, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, let me pull up the IMDb on that. <laughs> sharks of the corn. Oh my gosh, sharks of the corn. All right, sharks of the corn. Wait, wait. Twenty twenty. Oh. Stephen Kang's sharks of the corn. Yes. Very, very important. Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Stephen Kang's. I'm not mispronouncing it. It's K A N G S. Sharks of the Corn, directed by Tim Ritter, 2021, uh, 2021, yep. You're going to get stalked. 
Strange things are Ooh. happening in Druid Hills, Kentucky, known mainly for its vol- voluminous corn output. A lot of corn output. The people can't read like me. Victims of monsters in cornfields beginning cropping up. Oh my god. They I hate when they do like fucking little inside jokes and shit like this. But anyway. Victims of monsters in cornfields begin cropping up, and witnesses are saying there are large great white sharks swimming in the corn stalks. So this movie immediately starts off with a if you've been to Kentucky, especially like the southern or eastern parts of it, you uh, will get a lot of um, southerners, you know, you got heavy, thick accents, things like that. And just a lot of good, good times drinking beers and everything. And this is uh, exactly what happens in real life. There's this couple that are drinking uh, corn whiskey and uh, they are, you know, partying. The girl gets super horny. She wants to have sex, but he's like kind of playing a little bit hard to get. So she's like, you know what? I'm going to run into the cornfields and I'm going to take off bits of clothes. You got to find me. So for all the horn dogs out there, we do see uh, breasts at the seven minute mark, which is strange because we're in the first scene and we're only at seven already at seven minutes. So there's like a weird opening. And then this fake ass plastic shark comes and destroys her. But wait, first we saw a body with a corn boner. Don't forget about the corn boner. So we shoot ahead and he's getting interviewed by the police and blah, blah, blah. And then we meet this character. That's a great white heart, great white shark worshiper um, who wears a face covering. That's a shark. He uh, is very weird and he meets a prostitute and he tells her all about how the great white sharks are the, the best thing on earth, how they're going to, we need to worship them and blah, blah, blah. That's when I turned it into 1.5 speed on Tubi to get a little bit quicker through it because <laughs> it's at two hours. It's crazy. The only reason I picked this one is because I put sharks on Tubi and the cover art is actually pretty damn amazing that being a sick fucking poster if the movie's better it's got a great white shark going through corn with a big breasted lady running away from him my initial thoughts are this movie is garbage it's terrible and it's not good it's not garbage in the sense that it's funny like at some point there's like a three minute commercial for real estate i believe it was and then it's like what are they doing so i'll leave it at that i'll let you gentlemen take over yeah i I was like kind of excited when you picked this one because like, I mean, I was hopeful, like the post art is really great. Like these movies always do a great job of creating like amazing poster art. So I'll give them, I'll give them credit for that at the very least. So yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, Sharks of the Corn, you're like, okay, this is going to be terrible. But my hope was going to be, it's like a so bad, it's good movie and it has some sort of like redeeming qualities but no, I mean, there was nothing in here that I enjoyed, like, at all. Like, it is... I like how I you mean, say you were offended. <laughs> yeah, don't yeah, watch this. I, was, <laughs> <laughs> I did a box review. I, I said the runtime was offensive. Like, it is an hour and 45 minutes, but it feels like fucking four hours. Like, it, like, it was just such a fucking chore to get through. You know, Sam was like, how was it? I was like, literally, the pair of boobs i saw was like the best part of the movie and they weren't even like the best boobs i've seen or anything but they were just a pair of boobs and it was something uh but yeah no there there's nothing redeeming about this movie it is fucking bottom of the barrel everything the acting is it's literally just like he found friends and family and put them in a movie there's even like a scene where like like a little girl is like a gangster and you can it's probably like his fucking daughter or like his niece or something that he just threw into the movie you know the sharks are Halloween, you know, I think it was like a trick-or-treat studio's Jaws mask at one point, like going through the corn. There's a scene where like a hand falls and it's literally like the cheapest fucking prop hand I've ever seen in a movie. Yeah, I mean, man, like it, yeah, it, I, it was, it was awful. It was just a horrible viewing experience. I, 
like I can't even imagine like getting drunk and watching this with friends. Like I don't even think I could enjoy it that way. Like it is just so fucking bad. Yeah, just terrible all the way around. Yeah, I mean it's bad. There's there's no getting away from it. It's long. It's bad. But there were a few things that made me laugh, particularly in the production value of this film. For examples of the production value of this film, uh, there are two cops in the story. The woman is wearing a white shirt with her probably work uh, name on it, like, I don't know, like, go ahead spa or something that is clearly visible on her shirt. And she just put her badge over it. But the badge doesn't cover the full name of the thing. So you could totally see that it's like a totally different shirt that she put a badge on. And the male is just a guy in a black shirt that says cop on it. So that's how you know that he's a cop. Uh, They have a scene in a helicopter where a guy wears like just a normal like headphones and puts stuck a microphone in the headphones to make it look like he's he has like a full headset. I mean, yeah, this movie is it's bad. It's constant, just awful effects and props and uh kills and all that stuff the one scene that really made me laugh though like the only one the only genuine laugh i got out of this scene there's a super random scene in the forest where these like ninjas are going through it or these thieves and they have to escape the traps that were put into the forest so that you know kind of so they don't get whatever they were chasing i don't even remember what they were chasing and it's like these super shitty like spikes in the middle of the forest that they have to like jump over even though they could just easily just walk around it no no they gotta like jump over it and do these fucking ninja moves and stuff like that just absolute garbage uh throughout and it's it's like a lot of these films like i'll be slightly entertained for the first half hour i'll be mildly entertained for the next half hour but after i hit that one one hour mark i start to fade a little bit and that's why an hour 40 long time is just too fucking long for a movie like this there's just you know you can't get you can't be that ridiculous with no story fucking bigfoot's in there at some point for no reason there's a whole like shark queen exorcist thing at the end it's it's dumb and i didn't like it yeah what is even the story here like so it's like a serial killer who is like he like is banding together and trying to like with a shark cult but like then Stonehenge is involved at some point um they keep showing images of Stonehenge and like yeah it man like they tried to come up with this like really elaborate plot for a fucking tarot it should have just been I would have been okay maybe like if it was just like a slasher movie with like a guy who like wanted to be like a shark that was going through the corn or something I don't know but the plot they came up with here was was fucking it was like uh tickles the clown insanity where they just fucking came up with this like super elaborate plot for just a fucking bottom barrel movie like it it was just too much i did like the serial killers um mannerisms <laughs> yeah, yeah what the fuck was so that over the top that one scene he's in the cop car and he's doing faces like from behind the cop i was like what the fuck is going on yeah i want to talk to him like hey <laughs> yeah i don't know he'd be like interesting not, not much to say don't you don't need to watch this movie i think it might be cool to watch for like 30 minutes with the group before turning on another movie but this is a big I, it makes me wonder how easy it is to get on tubi to be honest with you it's a yeah. lot of technical shit like i actually looked it up to see if i could just make something and put it on tubi just to say i did yeah uh a lot of technical aspects and stuff like that so yeah. it's it's not super easy to get on tubi but I mean, if these people can figure it out and they wrote this, I'm sure we yeah. can figure it out and do something. You know? 
get a $500 budget, spend four seventy five yeah. it on the poster, and then the <laughs> other you know twenty five on the movie, and there you go. You're That's on the thing. Yep. It's it's crazy to me because you can like I'm sure you've done it, Steve. You go to the freaking thrift store to get your wardrobe. Like you can find a work shirt that looks like a cop uniform easily. <laughs> get a security guard uniform for God's sake. But yeah, it's they didn't. <laughs> They didn't even use a cop car in this movie. It was really just someone's car, and they put a, a like a fake siren on the <laughs> on the top of the car. They didn't. I mean, there wasn't even an effort made uh, in this movie. So, I mean, like you said, if the, if this can get on Tubi and Rectuma can get on and can Shark get on Tubi, don't, don't just Rectuma is, is actually pretty funny. So. <laughs> oh, I mean, this Rectuma is like a masterpiece. Yeah. yeah. Um, and how about that really sad uh, death in this movie, uh, where the kids like head gets. Yeah. off and then thrown back That's at the right. parents who give the That's most right. awkward like no <laughs> it was like what that, the it's that corn whiskey man it goes right through you apparently yeah <laughs> i will say the the intro was definitely the most entertaining part of the whole movie i'll get i will say that <laughs> it lasts forever yeah. though like she's slowly <laughs> taking up she, she has like yeah. eight eight shirts on or eight pieces of a shirt on <laughs> right <laughs> You got it. You got a hand to him. They do close up of uh, yeah, nonstop boob, boob. He, he, had that, he had that one woman for like two hours, and he's like, "I'm gonna make so many yeah. close ups of your boob." And then, and I'm gonna so, make you a star. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Uh, rate it. Uh, two out of ten. Yeah, two out of ten. I I, I really fucking hated this movie. Like, I did not. Uh, enjoyed it all. I actually would give Tickles the Clown a nod over this one. No, that's how. Come on, I would. This one I at least would. had like production value. Yeah, yeah a, a little, little, a little, <laughs> a little. Listen, Tickles the Clown at least had like decent, interesting enough visuals. Like even though it was the same six visuals, like I, the visuals at least were were entertaining, and the dialogue made me laugh a few times in Tickles the Clown. Like I got no enjoyment out of watching this. I just didn't. It's a one, one out of ten for me. Uh, I'm at a two with Todd. I, I laughed a couple times at how ridiculous it was. But like I said, after like an hour, I just completely like just I couldn't do it anymore. It was just too long. It took me three shots to watch this. Like, I, I had to stop it, go do something, watch it and stop it. Like, ugh, I'm glad I got through this and never have to watch this one again. Yeah, it's not, At one point, it was so slow that I forgot I had the speed increase. I'm like, why is this taking so long? And I'm like, oh, shit, they're really their performances are that slow. I'm like, OK, got it. Uh, all right, so avoid that one on Tubi unless you want to torture yourself. Let's go to Jaws 2. Is this a French director, Steve? Janot Spark? Oh, I, I didn't. Janoy, maybe? I don't know. Look it up real quick. You can pronounce yeah. that. Janot. Janot. Silvac. Three years after the original. Just when you thought it was safe to go back in the water, which is an awesome tagline. Uh, mm -hmm. Police Chief Brody must protect the citizens of Amity after a second monstrous shark begins terrorizing the waters. All right. What do we say about Jaws 2? I mean, this one sticks in my mind from watching a lot when I was a kid because um, I love Jaws Part 1 and Jaws 2 seemed to always be the one of the movies that's always on TV. It was either Aliens, uh, Terminator 2, watched a lot of Running Man, and then Jaws 2 for some reason. But um, essentially, it's like the same plot as the first one. Brody's fucking like 
crazy now, essentially, because he thinks everything's a shark. And, you know, rightfully so, he was almost killed by one. So, you know, of course, the mayor's sleeves bag. You also have a subplot of another dude. I forget what he's actually, his job is in the town, but he's trying to bang Chief Brody's wife the entire movie. So the chief is trying to convince these guys, like, hey, we got another shark. We got another shark. And no one believes him, right? Uh, and then eventually his kids are a little bit older now, go out in the water, much to his dad's chagrin, you know, hey, don't go in the water as a shark, whatever. And then they ended up being stranded while Bruce's shark part two uh, attempts to eat them. And then Chief Brody goes out on a kid saving adventure again. This one definitely dropped. It, it, my, my score didn't change at all because it's like Jaws 2. It's got some got some love for it. But it's de- it's definitely like not a great movie, in my opinion. It really does rehash a lot of the beats of the original, minus Hooper and Quint. I know that he mentioned Hooper, like he tried calling him. Like that's like a throwback. But other than that, it's like almost the same movie. Um, everyone's like, doesn't believe him. People get killed. They try to cover it up, things like that, until finally there's a showdown with the shark at the end. And it's kind of very long and kind of boring for a lot of this movie. But I do... You know, Brody's one of my favorite characters of all time. He's awesome. I love just like the feel of the 70s shark movie and the shark, in my opinion, still looks pretty good, uh, especially for the time. So I will leave it at that for now. Yeah, I uh, man, I hadn't seen this one in a long time, uh, so it was pretty fresh watch for me. You know, this movie definitely had a lot stacked against it. You know, Spielberg didn't come back. And I mean, trying to follow up uh, one of the all time classics that is jaws is damn near impossible but you know what i actually really enjoyed this movie i thought they did i thought it was a really solid sequel i mean don't get me wrong it's not perfect in any stretch of the imagination at an hour and 56 minutes this movie is definitely way too long like it it definitely should have been could have been cut down and it could have made for a, a much better movie but as is i still had a lot of a lot of fun watching this brody of course brody really carries this movie and rightfully so i'm glad that they let him carry this movie because i mean he needed to right he's like you know definitely he's just a fantastic actor and every time he was on screen it, it was it was great and the shark looked awesome i loved the burnt look that they went with in this one i thought that looked badass and added something a little different but yeah overall i had a lot of fun with it and i besides the runtime i really don't have many other complaints yeah so i i watched this last year and i'd seen it before but uh, you know, I, I was happy to revisit it. I mean, I like the Jaws series uh, overall. I like shark movies. You know, if I'm sitting through all these bad ones, it's nice to see a you know decent one once in a while. Uh, for sure, you can't fucking you know replicate or surpass uh, the original Jaws. I don't think it was just such a classic movie. And uh, you know, it's, I'm glad the direction they went with it. I like seeing Brody's PTSD and how he's dealing with the aftermath of the first one. It's really cool. I like that we get to see the original Orca. At the beginning of the film, you know, it's just like a nice uh, callback to the previous film and stuff like that. I do think that there were some plot points that I wish they had expanded on in this sequel, particularly with the opening of like resorts and stuff. It, they're on the beach. I thought that would be kind of the direction that they would go in where they're trying to like populate that area into a big touristy uh, thing, but he's trying to stop it. But they only really you know glance the surface of that and it almost becomes where it's kind of pointless to the story because it doesn't really have anything to do with what actually happens in this movie so it's weird that they even bother to include it uh you know you have the character of len who i mean i know for sure because my mom watched days of our lives my entire life and he was the main villain on days of our lives so uh, if you watch that show you definitely knew that actor as stefano demira 
that character was almost like underutilized and not kind of pointless in the end because he doesn't do anything to hinder Brody or help Brody. So he's just kind of there. Was he trying um, to bang Brody's wife? Is that that guy? Yeah, but okay. they never go anywhere with it. So <laughs> why bother, right? So that was kind of a, a bummer. You know, the whole mayor thing too, like also kind of takes a step back and could have been used a little bit more. Uh, there, there's some good things about it though. There's some like good kills or some good tension. I like the focus on the kids and, uh, you know, being in the water and being stuck like that. Uh, I do love the look of the shark. The half-burnt shark is fucking awesome. It's just a really cool look for the shark. Uh, you get some really stupid moves by some of the characters. I mean, there's a woman who uh, pours gasoline on the boat and then immediately shoots her with a flare, like, two seconds later. So, didn't think that one through. But, um, I mean, it's a decent watch, but not not a great film either. Yeah. I, man, I, I don't know. Like, I like seeing the shark take out the fucking helicopter like i cheered i was like fuck yeah i was like i was so excited when that happened i thought that scene was amazing i was like this shark better fucking take out this helicopter and when it did i was like cheering i thought that was awesome i do agree like I, the mayor like why is this guy still the mayor by the way like after the events of the first movie you think uh they wouldn't reelect him unless like i mean even if he didn't get reelected i feel like he'd be he would have to resign after the fucking tragedies of the first movie um but yeah i i really i do wish um i really liked the brody like paranoia uh like slash ptsd thing they went with in this one i think it could have like they could have even made it a little more dramatic and kind of went like deeper into the psychosis of that i mean i know granted this is just like a summer popcorn flick but i think if you want to elevate it to like a better movie they could have did a little more with that like i think it would have been really interesting because obviously we get that one scene where he comes home drunk and stuff like that i think it would have been really interesting if you made him an alcoholic to start this movie out like out you know and uh kind of like uh maybe brody's you know like a renaissance type thing where he comes back to save the day you know after kind of being like down and out after like the events of the first movie they didn't do that but i think that kind of would have made for a, a more interesting movie but i did like the little bit that they that they did with that yeah i got a couple notes um i found when right before that um water skiing attack the couple's making out and i found the fixation that the girl had on the water skiers to be like what why are you so obsessed she like literally ran out and was waving to him like they're gonna care that she's waving to him i just thought that was funny and then when they go to interview the the older lady that saw the explosion and her glasses are so fogged up i'm like how the fuck did she even see anything out those fucking glasses the whiny ass deputy needs to get fucking written up for talking back to brody constantly Brody needs to beat his ass, right? Or give him a write-up for insubordination. And then, you, I mean, it's that ending. I, I guess if it's, in, all right, one, it's impossible to follow up on Jaws vs. Landing. That's one of the best endings ever, period. And then for him to have, you know, electrocute him to death, um, I mean, that, that's hard to judge it. It's hard to compare because you you can't help but compare and it's it's just not on par with it. It looked cool, though, I thought, kind of, like when he fucking bursts into flames. I mean, <laughs> Wouldn't Brody be dead, too? Uh, he jumps away, but I mean, he was pretty, he was pretty close, but I don't know. Like, I mean, it, it makes sense, right? Cause they live on an Island. So, I mean, there has to be power there so, to get to it somewhere. So like how you, and they'd like touched on that underground wire, like earlier in the movie where they're, you know, so, I mean, it's fine, but yeah, like you said, I mean, it doesn't compare to the, the first movie. 
I love when he's dealing with like trivial shit in his town, uh, you know, at the beginning. And that could have been a good thing to just push on that he's also kind of, you know, after doing such a big like shark thing in the first one, now he's dealing with fucking bullshit calls. One of them that made me laugh is my neighbor is dancing and seducing me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, just stuff like that would have been funny. And maybe working to his PTSD where he's like, you know, it's like ha- half of him is happy that he doesn't have to deal with something so big but half of them is like missing the adventure of dealing with something so big but yeah he got he got that man of man of the year plaque or whatever right. with a little they need to be like massaging brody's shoulders buying him steak dinners like every night for killing that fucking shark man i hate the mayor i hate him so much i wonder if uh hooper was like supposed to come back for this or if they asked him to come back because they, they had that one they did okay it, it was it like money or no, I think he just said no. Really? <laughs> and there was something maybe Todd would know. I read this, I think, last year, but uh, Roy Schneider really didn't want to do this. And he did it for, I don't know if it was contractual obligation or. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, there's something there. And he hates this franchise because of it or until his passing. Yeah. I did like the throwback, though, if you guys caught it, the planner in front of Brody's house. Yeah. Is that yellow, the, the, the yellow, yellow planner. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you want to rate it? Okay, I'm sitting at a, a comfortable seven out of ten, uh, respectable three out of five. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm at a seven and a half. I had a lot of fun with it, and I would watch it again. I think it's the best of the Jaws sequels, and yeah, I, seven and a half out of ten for me. Uh, I rated lower. I think it was a six uh, or three, you know, three stars out of five on Letterboxd. I was a little bored, to be honest, at, at times, you know, and. There's a lot of portions where there's not much going on, and that was kind of a bummer. So I just think they could have done more with it, and they didn't. But still, it's a decent watch, and one you know I'll watch when I watch the Jaws series over again, and won't have to dread it like you know the Revenge or anything. Yeah, you know, I think it's the best technical, technically speaking, film in the fran- uh, sequel in the fran- franchise. But I think the most entertaining would probably be Part Three. Or maybe even part yeah. four for, for, for stupidness. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah, I think part three is more entertaining. Uh, so I'd, I'd rather watch part three than this one, but this one's a better technically made film. So. All right. All right. Well, that is it. That is it for Shark Week, ladies and gentlemen. We hope you enjoyed. Uh, next week, I believe we're doing Crimes of the Future. That is the new David Cronenberg movie. Uh, highly anticipated for that. I'm excited to watch that. So yeah. Make sure you follow us on all of our social medias, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and our Discord, the Horror Squad Podcast. Join us there and check out our event coming up October 22nd in Salem, Massachusetts at Silver Moon Comics and Collectibles and Cinema Salem. It is going to be a day of hocus pocus with the star Omri Katz, Max Dennison himself. So, uh follow all of our social medias for that we're going to keep you up to date tickets will be on sale very soon for the screening for that the signing you can just show up for come meet us and omri the whole the whole squad is going to be there we're really excited for that event we hope uh you can join us for that and i think that is it so we hope you enjoyed shark week and we'll see you next week bye bye
Blacks living under the sea A great white armor aids and white tip reefs But the one shark discovery always leave out Is the dreadlock rasta fish I'm talking about Reggae shark, reggae shark